0: Episode 87. Here we go. Let's do it with Cape Breton's own boxing sensation Ryan Roziki and Vancouver's pro-athlete Bryce Foujon. Let's do it. Hello, hello everyone. How are you? Welcome to episode 87 sponsored by our friends over at MaritimeMadness.com. Check them out. Locally made in PEI, otherwise known as PEI in Prince Edward Island. 30 flavors all different kinds of flavor. Check them out, use the code FLA10, get some free shipping, save some money and uh, support businesses that support us. Anyway, uh, it's been a while. It's probably been a week or so since we've done an episode and we got a fantastic one here, folks. Uh, this is a guy that we were supposed to line up last week and uh, our apologies on that. We kind of messed up a little bit. So thanks for him uh, being a little patient with us and coming back. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, two guys that uh, I don't know either one of them really well, but uh, the first guy I've been following him for a hell of a long time. He's he's a guy here in Nova Scotia that he's represented the province uh, on numerous occasions boxing, and he's you know I don't want to put too much pressure on the guy, and I'm sure he's heard this before, but he he's a star in the making. Um, he's got all the right tools, and, and I'm an MMA guy, uh, uh, but uh, I'm I'm not I'm not one of those people that know boxing extremely well. I, I follow it, and uh, I'm definitely a fan, so. Uh, I'm really excited to have this guy on. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know him, you should start following him. Um, his name's Ryan rosiki the Bruiser. Uh, an amateur record. He actually kind of put a post up today about it, which was interesting, talking about his amateur record. So he, I think it was like a 14 and 9 amateur record, something like that. Uh, and I'm sure he'll correct me uh, if I'm wrong. Uh, but now he's 12 and 0 as a pro. So it's amazing to look at that mindset, that switch. And he was talking about that today, and and now he's 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 definitely in the top twenty in the world, and he's WBC uh, silver cruiserweight champion, and uh, he's a Canadian cruiserweight champion. And I guess that's it. There's not too much more I can say. Let's bring him on without further ado, folks. uh, uh, Cape Breton zone, Nova Scotian zone. Ryan Rozicki. how are you, sir? No, awesome. Thanks again for uh, joining us, man. It's been a while. Like I said, I've been a fan for a while, so uh, man, you know it's. COVID's been an interesting thing. How are you dealing with? It? I see you're at the gym there now. You're you're at the gym still training.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm lucky lucky enough. My dad owns the gym here in Cape Breton, so I'm able to come in and get some work in every day.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, it's uh, that's. I know that's big for you. Uh, and being outdoors is a big thing for you too. Uh, have you been able to kind of stay outdoors, keeping up with the fishing and the hunting?
1: A little bit. Doing a little bit of here and there. Yeah. It's right now. It's summer, so I mean. No not hunting. Much. Fishing, yeah.
0: Yeah, lots of fishing. Yeah, you're in a beautiful area down there in Cape Breton. Like I said before, I'm a Pictou County boy, so it's uh, not too far for me. But I wanted to ask you right away, like, how, how did you get into boxing? I know you, you turned pro at 21, but you started at 15. Like, is that because of your dad? Like, is that – was it something that, you know, you just kind of were born into it?
1: I was definitely born into fighting. Like, I had a couple of uncles that were very well-known street fighters. So I was always like growing up around them and yeah. seeing them with black eyes and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's so cool!" So I ended up getting into fighting myself, like street fighting, quite a bit, and then yeah. that led me into trouble on the wrong side of the law. Then that led me into boxing. Okay, interesting. I to stay in trouble
0: yeah well that's it right it's it does a lot of that for a lot of people in our sport you know myself and, and for me I use it as a as an outlet for myself for you know mental health it's it's a big thing I don't go and box by any means like I'm not uh, I'm a, like I said I'm a jiu guy but it's a little bit different you're not getting punched in the face So it's. Just, but uh, yeah so boxing for you it's it's interesting the the whole aspect of you is I always found people always say about you know how it's um for you it's like your will to win it's not necessarily about your chin it's not necessarily about your punches your power it's about your will to win like where does that come from
1: Uh, i think that's like that's kind of something you're born with i think yeah and then also i put my back up against the wall like i gave myself no other option in life so like i kind of left school i left high school to box i left Work wow. to box. I left everything just to try to make one run at it. So I mean when you when you had like eliminate all other options in life and your only option is to become a successful fighter, like it yeah. gives you, it gives you some grit in there for
0: sure. Yeah, true enough. I guess that makes sense. I guess it's like you say, your back's up against the wall, so it's either fuck it, do it or don't, right? And you, you certainly uh, look the part too, man. When you get in there, your the pictures. I gotta give credit to Three Lions, like they do an incredible job. in yourself, the the promotion looks fantastic. The media looks great, and uh, the fights also look good uh not good just great too Uh, but uh you're like you're you look the part man like you and you really you're you're humble but you also it's just kind of one of those things like that switch goes off right and it's like i'm i'm here i'm here for whatever you want it to be
1: yeah for sure no they're, they're doing a very good job yeah
0: yeah. Is that, is that something it's interesting because in boxing and MMA are a little bit different in that regard well, as you know, obviously a boxing promoters kind of work with the individual fighters a little bit more. And at the, our level in MMA, it just isn't there yet. But uh, what what's your interest in MMA down the line?
1: Um, I actually thought recently about doing an MMA fight. Like, I put up some videos of me like working on ground and pound, and some yeah. pathetic little kicks. Like, my kicks are pathetic, but <laughs> but I think yeah. there's potential there. to Work on them, right? So,
0: I'm sure know. there is. That's the scary part. That that's the thing. Like a guy like you, anybody who's a super athlete like yourself, it doesn't take long, right? No, like
1: I'm I can uh, I'm a sponge too. So like, if it wouldn't take me long to to get a, a decent enough you know ground game to get me back to my feet. Yeah, you know, Maybe some defense against takedowns, leg kicks. Obviously, leg kicks are the number one thing that would be used against me. So yeah. I'd have to get a good leg kick defense, things like that, right?
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Obviously, you have goals in, in boxing. That's the number one thing. But it's interesting for you because you can kind of, I'm sure, between the two, I'm sure you could kind of switch between the two if you really wanted to.
1: I will. It's, it's on my bucket list. I'm going to have to do it an MMA fight, like, Got <laughs> nice. some point. before I'm 30 I will get in the cage
0: <laughs> nice nice awesome well that's five years you're still super young so it's a uh, lot of time <laughs> tons of time tons of time what's it like uh for for you like, I know from myself as a promoter, like, uh, putting on events in Nova Scotia and Truro, I'm from Pictou, but Truro was pretty close. It was a really cool experience for me. We did a, a pretty good number. Your both events are like, you guys have just destroyed the numbers, have really done a fantastic job. That must feel really great for yourself and your team around you to be like, man, look, like, look at us. We we did it.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was definitely a good feeling. Like, remember the walkout. Uh, my last fight and my second last fight both here um usually I, i'm pretty zoned in on the other guy like just mm-hmm. getting get into the ring get get into the fight but like yeah. i had to take a second to look at for him, like holy the people here right it's yeah. pretty cool that
0: is cool and uh, i i don't want to sound uh cocky on your behalf but probably 80 percent of those people are there for you right so. so yeah a little bit of the little bit there want to see me lose, but that's okay. You need them too. <laughs> you definitely do, man. That's part of it. It's if if you don't have haters, you're not you're not being successful. You know, no, it's it's, it's fuck those keyboard warriors and those assholes sitting at home like, those whatever. Let them talk. We,
1: we need them. We need them to. You know, there's got to be some conflict with the fans and the and the haters. Like that's part. Yeah. That's all part of it. That's
0: it. Do you Did you ever watch uh, – because boxing in MMA, combat sports, there's showmanship, obviously, right? And, and you do a little bit of that in, in the cage – or, in the, fuck, in the cage – in the ring. But you're, like – I don't think, like, for you, it's just one of those things, like, you're just, like – you're in the zone, man. And it's an, it's an incredible thing to watch somebody that's in, in that zone.
1: Yeah. I think uh, that's – I'm probably a bit of a rare breed in that case. Like, different kind of mindset going in there than – probably 99% of the fighters cage or ring.
0: Yeah. Well, that's it. Like at the end of the day, like you, you see those people, like there's, there's those rare breeds like yourself who, who at the end of the day, like they can just keep taking it. You're getting like Gavin was another example in his fight too. And like, you just, you're going to pretty much have to kill that person to finish them.
1: Yeah. He's the, he's the same kind of guy for sure.
0: Yeah, he really is, man. He's uh he's uh you know, just a, a fighter's fighter, I guess when you say it that way, who, uh who who's someone ryan um that's you know like a mentor to you who's someone that's kind of been there your whole life and and also recently that's kind of helped you get to that next level where you are now
1: honestly before i really got into boxing i had an uncle like i said I had some family members one uncle in particular was like a real real serious fighter so i always looked up to him like like he, he would still to this day whoop my ass for sure. Wow. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. This one tough that... dude, so like That's the way he fought, terrifying. the way like yeah, the the way like, you know, he was kind of like you'd have to kill him, to beat him kind of guy. He yeah. had some real real good fights outside the the ring or the cage. But nice. um, and then once I started getting into boxing, Jack Dempsey became my like mm. my boxing mentor. I just watched Jack Dempsey tape before fights uh, and get fired up. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, that's well it's important to have those people right people that are going to be positive in your life that are like okay they're gonna they're gonna my brain's gonna switch on and that positive fit, you know and then my muscle memory is going to take over and then you know there's those i guess as a pro athlete you know better than i do what the what the root and the structures are you know to it and i'm always amazed at that as a pro athlete and, and how many like it's it's so much memory to it so much drilling to it like how many days? How many hours? do like, you sit there and hit that pad, or yeah. like, run, or whatever. Like, what's a daily like, like uh, life for you now? A day in the life for you now, and then a day in the life for uh, you during
1: camp. A um, little different. So basically, everything I I do in camp, I still do now, but in camp, basically double it. Like when there's when I'm not when I don't got a fight lined up, I'm in the gym once, maybe twice a day. I'll put one hard day in, yeah, which is probably, like, two hours, roughly two hours, about 24, 24 rounds of bag work. Yeah. Um, but in camp, like, double that and add a run. So it's, like, yeah. it's, it's crazy. That's
0: a, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. I follow your uh, your workouts, and just, like, I'm just watching you hit the bag sometimes. Uh, just Like, Jesus Christ, like, it's incredible. And then, uh, like, that last fight, we actually had our event the week before your uh, – so week like I, I really wanted to go but it was just like to after you know what it's like after an event So you're like oh, well you, you know what it's like for fighting uh, but for me it'd be worse fighting than it would be promoting obviously but i certainly didn't want to drive but I, the the videos um that i saw were, were were ridiculous man that finish was what what was your kind of lead up to that like you said you were kind of a little bit focused on the crowd more so did did it affect you? I know that uh, I believe it was uh, the fight before the Sean Miller fight. You kind of had a little adversity you went through, but this last fight, anything?
1: Well, that was after the, the. It was the Miller fight. Then the. Then I fought the Russian. That was the one that was. I got my eye socket broken.
0: That uh, Kitag Pilet. He's a MMA guy too, right?
1: Yeah, he was. I think he was five and one in MMA. I believe he's only lost. With, Injury or something, he tore his bicep. So he was really, was, he's an undefeated fighter.
0: Ridiculously, ri- ridic- that's not a word. Ridiculous fight. The, the in that round that you posted too it was just disgusting. Like, man, was, what was the, what's the plan when you get into those? Like, are, are, do you actually reset? You're like, okay, or are you just that guy who's like, okay, I'm confident. I, I'm willing to. I'm willing to take this where it needs to go.
1: Well, that fight there, there was a plan, but it all kind of went out the window in the second round when he. <laughs> I got. I was basically knocked out on my feet after a right hand he hit me with, and then like instincts took over. I guess that's what you want to call it. Yeah, I call it my alter ego taking over. But other people might call it instincts and you know heart, whatever, whatever you want to yeah. call it. It's like you go to a dark place, and then some people they can't really get to that place. Some people yeah. take take a knee or you know whatever. But yeah, you know.
0: that's that's the thing. Like I guess that I I don't like. I'm always amazed, I guess, going back to those people who write, you know, like we were talking about the people who chirp and, and that kind of stuff earlier, and then, like, go do three minutes. Go do three minutes punching the bag. Not even someone or just, punching your back. Take one,
1: just take one shot from a 200-pound professional killer.
0: You will shit <laughs> your pants. Legit. Yeah. <laughs> like, After yeah. you die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. Wow. Where's Edward Duta? You
1: need them, Steamworks. like, it's, you know, you need them, them keyboard people and whatnot.
0: Yeah, Cape Breton really supports you, though, man. Like, we, they certainly come out, and I think you'd have the same support up here if you did an event too. I think, like, I, I don't know what three lines uh, plans are in the future, but you know, it's. I think you're uh, like you say, you you can probably you're you're marketable in Ontario for sure like you do really well up there too and i think this the sky's the limit for you like i know you were supposed to fight in june right is that is that still kind of on the docket or
1: uh well i think the next one now is september everything keeps getting pushed back yeah but right now i'm looking at september
0: nice nice anywhere any location Um, here
1: it won't be in nova scotia because uh, nova scotia I think they're basically shut boxing down until 2021 for as far yeah. as I know. So it'll be yeah, uh, somewhere's out, like Edmonton, Alberta, somewhere's like that. Nice.
0: Good. Yeah. We, 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 we put in a huge proposal as well to, to get events going and they kaput, unfortunately. So that, it is what yeah. it is, man, but that's important for you to get back in there and get a scrap and, uh, Get the rust off i guess what uh what's the biggest i i get from being a Pickler county guy i don't know brody really well he's a little bit younger than me but like both you guys uh man the, the boxing scene itself it has seemed to really kind of pick up in the last little bit what's been the biggest difference in that
1: mm-hmm. i don't really know to be honest i think it's just the more pretty exciting fighters coming up yeah uh, as far as kate Bracken, like, there hasn't been a professional boxer here and i don't know how many years so when i when i turned pro it's kind of like a a new thing like a big deal There's going to be pro boxing events and it was just new to the scene right
0: yeah that's true but really really well done that's the thing you know like you can have these events that if it's not a really fun experience for the spectator you know it's, it's hard for them to come back you know but you guys have all been doing a really, really, really good job, and that's crazy to fight and promote like bananas to me.
1: Yeah, but I, my promoters—they'll take care of a lot of it. Basically, all I do is um, like I train, fight, and I mean, I help a little bit with the promotion, like promote yeah. myself and go around, you know. But for the most part, they're doing—they're doing a lot of work.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: On that, but, but Brody, I think. But, Brody, uh, Brandon Brewer, those guys, those guys are crazy because they were like, they were doing a lot of the promoters, promotion and fighting like way yeah. more than promoting than I'm doing here. So credit yeah. to you guys.
0: Big time. Yeah. It's and That's a credit to all of you guys kind of working together to get the scene going again and uh, you know there's other people involved in the scene too but it's 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 important combat sports is it has a place in here and it has a massive history especially boxing in Nova Scotia And it's certainly not going anywhere so the, the quicker we can get back to it the better right whether we have to do it in a safe way with with nobody in the venue or what right um, does does RR have a dream venue to fight at the side center 200 I don't know uh,
1: Madison Square Garden but what what boxer doesn't want to fight Madison Square Garden
0: (laughs) there you go yeah that's a great answer
1: be super cool
0: let's make it happen three lines make it happen (laughs) I'm sure it'll
1: happen
0: yeah yeah is that the the, that's the thing like every fighter every person that's going to a champion to be a champion you know I'm sure you have those that kind of that kind of roots in your mind what's something that you've uh you know you talk about toughest fights what's i guess a fight that you know surprised you the most
1: Mm. there are so many of them uh i think my best fight toughest fight was the one against katag that was yeah that was, that was that was a crazy fight. Like the places I had to go to, to win that fight, and like just mentally and physically. I mean, yeah, physically, but more mentally. That that was like I, I overcame a lot in that, yeah. that fight.
0: So what, what? So what's a what's a Ryan Rosicki after after that fight? After he wins, after everyone's cleared out of the venue, and you're sitting there by yourself for the for that moment, that first time that you're by yourself. Like what? What's the What's the moment, like, what's the thought process in your mind like?
1: Um, that fight there, um, it was just a huge feeling of accomplishment because all, like, my amateur career, I mean, that was the first time I faced adversity as a pro. But in the amateurs, I faced lots of adversity because I fought a lot of, like, you know, serious, serious fighters, the best in Canada, some of the best in the world. So, like, I was in over my head quite a bit in the amateurs. So whenever it would get real tough, not that I would ever quit. I never quit, but I would almost accept losing and accept that I can't beat this guy. I would stay in there and I would I would give it a tough fight, but I would be okay with just giving him a tough fight. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Whoever it was. But in that mm-hmm. fight, in the pro like I told myself when I turned pro, there's no more of that. From now on, it's I'm I'm here to win. And that's it. No other option. So in that fight there with the Russian, like when it got tough, that that, that came up in my mind again. It was like you know you you can like you get to the end of the round they're going to stop the fight and it was a good fight whatever but that that something else took over and it was like no you're going to win the fight win it right now not nice. was simple as that and then so when i overcame that little wall like now it's almost like i know i can do it right
0: yeah so that that was that must have been an incredible moment for you like after all those fights all that amateur career all that adversity to be sitting there by yourself to be just like like, yeah, you know, like it's, that's, that's a cool moment, man. I'm really happy for you that, that you, that you can get that success. And, uh, I think, uh, as Nova Scotians, everybody can be pretty proud and behind you for, uh, for what you've accomplished. And so, um, I guess one last question for you here, um, for, for young athletes, you know, boxing combat sports related, you know, not combat sports often kind of gets a shitty bad rap. Um, you know, anybody who's kind of getting into this sport, any advice for them and kind of how they can get to a level of, of where you guys are?
1: Even if you're not going to get to, you know, the, the high level, at least, like, challenge yourself and, and just see mm-hmm. how far you can take it. Even if you go have an amateur career of, you know, zero wins or one win and 20 losses, who cares, like, as long as you go in there and you see what you can do, you see what you're made of, at least, you know, try it out. And it, it can teach you a lot of discipline, especially you know outside the ring and stuff. And I, everybody knows I've had my fair share of, of uh, pickups or whatever you want to call it, yeah. outside the ring. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, compared to what it would be if I didn't find boxing, you know, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. There's no question about that. I'm not yeah. perfect, but box definitely helped quite a bit. So boxing, MMA, whatever it might be, yeah. but, um, it, it can it can really teach you discipline. That's for sure. I, I love focus. that.
0: I love that. It's it's very true, you know. In it can take you as far as you want it to go. I guess too. Like uh, the more disciplined, the more focused you are. You, you know, you're you with the right talent, with the right people around, it, they can get to the level you're at. And it's uh, it's 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 cool to see. What's the scene like for for you in Cape Breton? Is there? I know you know. There's I know lots of the guys in Cape Breton, but you know, what's the scene for you? Are there lots of kids that are kind of following your footsteps?
1: Oh yeah, there's all kinds like i got a huge like most of my following here is kids nice I mean like awesome. of them kids and uh they, they kind of look at me as like a like a superhero or something yeah. pretty cool you know i whenever yeah. i get the chance to talk to them and you know try to guide them best i can in the right direction but yeah most yeah. most of the following Cool. Good for you.
0: That's important. You know, at the end of the day, that's the future, right? And that's, that's really cool. And that's, I guess that's another thing for you. Like you you're proud of yourself, but when you can leave that, when you leave that ring you're on the way back, there's some faces that you see that you're like, wow, like I am a superhero to that kid
1: yeah it's pretty crazy <laughs> yeah
0: that is. well keep up the fight man keep up the good work you know uh from our end of things we're really proud of what you've done you know 12 and0 is a pro and I think it's just the beginning for you you know uh, you got big fans on fight the Atlantic side and if if and when you ever want to step in the cage we'd be honored uh, obviously to, to do it here but uh, yeah uh what whatever we can help with you shout out to uh three lines promotions and uh daniel Otter doing a fantastic job with uh yourself and your team and uh anybody else you want to give a shout out to
1: i'm uh, probably just my coach stevie bailey like he's he's been helping me a long way in my style bringing it along nice. uh, rudy yeah i've actually been in the gym here with um old trainers named rudy plitchy so anybody any old time fighters in nova scotia would know who rudy Plitchy is he was um he, he trained like all the Canadian champions from Cape Breton. All wow. Of them. So, yeah, it's an honor. He's 86 years old. He's in here today holding the hand pads for me. Wow. And like, telling me to hit the harder. He's telling me, what? burn it, burn it. Like, oh, yeah. Crazy.
0: Jeez. <laughs> that, you guys, that's a really good promotional video for you guys, too. That's awesome. It's uh, yeah. somebody like that, like the, the amount of experience and wealth and knowledge to have in your corner. Good for you. You're only going to get better than your
1: yeah, well, I appreciate
0: being on. Yeah, being on of course. A lot. Yeah. Anytime and, uh, again, anything we can do from our end. There you have it, folks. Uh, the man himself, Cape Breton sensation, Canadian sensation, uh, boxer extraordinaire, Mr. Ryan Rosiki. Thanks for joining us, buddy. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Have a good one, man. You too. All right, great. What a great guy. Uh, fantastic interview with our man there. As I said, from Cape Breton, Mr. Ryan Rosiki. Uh, This episode, folks, episode 87 is brought to you by our friends at Maritime Madness. Check them out, MaritimeMadness.com. Use the code FLA10, and you can save 10% and get free shipping in Canada. Great products, over 30 different flavors made locally in PEI. I did that all while typing. The ADHD is getting under control, folks. Look at me go. We got a good episode. To finish off, we actually have a fantastic interview here uh Bryce I don't I don't want to butcher his name you know it I'm just going to call him Bryce G we're going to go that way but it's uh Goujon I'm going to go that way with the uh, I'm the east coast so I think I have a little bit of a ability to ability to throw that French uh I guess uh dialogue in so we'll go with Bryce Goujon he's one and two as a pro uh, a really really great athlete uh outside I just uh He's in Vancouver, out in BC. He's, man, his amateur career, I I don't know what, uh, five and four is an amateur. This guy's into a lot of different things outside of fighting. He's kind of one of those guys that you look at and you're like, he really likes adventure things. Adventure sports, you know, whether it's biking or getting out, you know, I follow his Instagram. I've been following him for a while. He's super talented as an athlete, and he's really changed his game from an amateur into a pro uh he's fought a lot on the west coast uh he's been involved in the scene for a hell of a long time out in the west coast for over 10 years uh he recently just fought uh, for prospect fc uh jamie champion in ontario uh took a loss against bobby poulter but a really really great fight uh you know for bryce uh i know he's going to look for improvements coming out of that fight but uh we'll talk to him about that and talk to him you know about the guidance and that he's had through his career and the transition from amateur to pro and I guess all that other stuff, training in Thailand. And without further ado, I guess we'll segue right into it, Mr. Uh, Bryce Goujon. Hey, how's it going? How are you, man? How are things? Are bad?
2: Yeah, they're doing good, besides, you know, all the COVID stuff. But uh, I'm still moving along. Slow, steady space, pace, yeah. but going along.
0: <laughs> still training, keeping busy? Yeah, uh, still
2: training every day. I kept pretty busy throughout the whole thing. I just, you know, had a small... Just worked with my main coach through the whole thing, Dennis King. And uh, I obviously did a lot of stuff by myself and just tried to keep myself motivated. Right now, it's hard for a lot of the athletes because everything seems sort of like on pause unless you're in like the big leagues. So,
0: yeah, it's that, that's the thing. You know, I guess even in the big leagues, some fighters, I think, are yeah. kind of like just out of the mix. Right. So it's interesting for you. Like you fought in March. I really like March. Yeah, was
2: it? Uh, it was mid mid-march i was pretty lucky because right when i right when i flew back from montreal everything closed the week after yeah so i was pretty lucky like the fight didn't go my way but i was happy that i at least got a fight in before it all hit yeah so i was still in pretty good shape so it wasn't too bad for me to stay in shape for the whole thing i just sort of kept treating it like it was a fight camp like okay eight weeks let's we'll see how long this quarantine lasts i'm just gonna keep eating you know keep sort of treating it like
0: it's a camp a little bit yeah uh, What. Well- What did you think about that whole experience, you know, like fighting for Prospect? It looked like a fantastic event.
2: I really liked Prospect. You know, they put on an amazing show. They're really good guys. Mm -hmm. And, uh i would definitely love to fight for them again in the future and i know they wanted to have me on their next show but it was in may and that never happened yeah. and then and i'm not i'm assuming there's just not gonna be very many shows until 2021
0: now it seems like yeah it's, it's crazy i saw uh, there was one promotion i saw uh, looking to put one on there but i don't know uh, yeah if it's all amateur i'm not sure but um we uh, we had another meeting with a different commission last week so fingers crossed we'll see what happens but you know it's mm-hmm. it's I, I think it's like you said it's it's going to be 2021 i think and unless you're doing them in your backyard yeah yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah I'm, at, I'm at the point right now where you know it's it's is starting to get to me a little bit because it yeah. feels like you just have no direction yeah but uh staying pretty motivated and i'm at the point where i'm already i'm debating whether or not to leave canada and look for a fight if i have to right so it's it's i've gone outside of Canada before looking so I'm willing to like that's the thing I'm willing to fight places yeah. where it's not my hometown right and I feel a lot of fighters should venture out to
0: grow as a fighter so I, I couldn't agree more and I know that like you were very very good in uh, dealing with us Like you offered up to fight quite a few times for us yeah, and yeah. it didn't come to uh, fruition but I think it's something like you said, it probably will happen in the future. And, and you, cause you're one of those people that you just want to expose yourself to different situations mm-hmm. and make yourself grow, make yourself better. And as a fighter, I'm always shocked at fighters who don't want to do that. Cause I'm like, you're a fighter. Yeah. Like, isn't that what you want to do is grow and, and try to learn. Like I get it. There's safe. You have to be safe at the same time, but like you're under guidance. Like look at Dennis Kang. Like he's a UFC, he's a Canadian legend when it comes to MMA and I'm, You know so you you're under the right guidance and doing the right things but it's it's interesting to me how other guys don't want to do that guys and girls
2: yeah some people get stuck in a little a bubble a little bit and they feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and and nothing's wrong with that like a lot of people do well right but it's for me I've always the whole thing about what I love about MMA is the one thing I love about it is able to train meet new people and able to fight different areas than where you live that's one reason why I I still do it Yeah. Like, to be able to experience stuff in other other you know other cities, that's I still love doing it. It's yeah. one of my
0: favorite parts about it. Different cultures, experiences. Yeah, sure, man. No, I couldn't agree yeah. more. It's the the BC scene. Obviously, it's like I said, you've been involved it for mm-hmm. a hell of a long time out there. It's it's a pretty busy scene. Yeah, um, you got BFL, you got Rise, you have uh, who else you got out there?
2: Uh mostly just bfl and rise right now i fought i fought i fought for bfl one when my amateur career. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. been sort of at it for a while but it uh it took me a long time to make the plunge to professional yeah. because at the same time when i was an amateur i was also getting a a career and uh like a trade i was i was building that up too so i was, I was trying yeah. to do it all all at once at that time and then uh I got to a certain age. So I didn't start till like 24, so I was a lot older than a lot of people. So most of the people that I'm training with that are at a really high level are all like 10 years younger than me. Yeah,
0: no. <laughs> it's disgusting, isn't it?
2: Uh, I don't mind it. Yeah, you know, I didn't start till later, and I feel I don't feel
0: no. You look great. No, you don't look out of place. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. The uh, and as the last two years when I really started to feel really good, and when I met my uh, conditioning coach. And he really transformed my body. And because uh, I was getting to a point, you know, you start to get a certain, you start to get a lot of injuries, and yeah. injuries start affecting everything. And my shoulder was starting to hurt. I couldn't sleep on my shoulder. I had like knee issues. I had like all sorts of little things you get with martial arts. Mm-hmm. And now I realized as I got to a certain age, is you have to be a lot smarter how you train. You can't just go in there and just 100% every day. You have to have like a system. Yeah. And I feel like I've developed a pretty good system for me. Everybody's. Everybody's different. Everybody's sure. body will be different. And my conditioning coach has really kept me just sports specific for my body. And I, ever since I've been seeing him, it's – I don't think I'd be able to still keep up the pace. Obviously, you still like drill, do all the martial arts stuff. But you have to do everything
0: yeah. to do everything. <laughs> I noticed that, like, I'm 39, you know, so I'm a brown belt. And, like, I noticed that a lot for training, you know, if, like, if you've got to take care of yourself. Or you're there, <laughs> that's where – Ali from yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 I, I follow him and uh, I see him doing a lot of really fantastic things out there and it's interesting that you say that how important it really is because like as you get older you notice it and like what yeah. was something like what was something that you like maybe not noticed straight away but like overall that like he changed for you
2: oh well I noticed like I don't know if this makes sense but I noticed when I first started I was just doing a lot of like. A lot of just martial arts, just martial arts. Yeah. And I was a naturally like thicker dude, so I had good genetics. I'm so naturally thicker, but my body and my uh, just started. It started to break down a little bit. And when I saw him, the first like two three months, my body just started transforming. I felt like my natural hormones felt better. Like everything just felt balanced. I had uh, interesting. Yeah, it was weird. It was like I had to you have to like do a it's like a mixture. You have to have a certain amount of everything. It's like it's it, like to be the like older and still compete at a high level, you have to do a lot. <laughs> so that's you know, I get envious of some of the young guys I see come in and they're just like balls to the wall, and oh, all right? And me I have to be a little bit more smarter, right? Yeah. I got to I got to but but I like it. I'm smarter the way I train. As soon as I started treating my recovery just as important as I did my training, it I started to go through the roof so yeah
0: that's it's interesting you say that because it's like off the mats and is so important yeah. it's like anything else and in, in like you look at like if you look at a pro athlete like uh for example a hockey team mm-hmm. like I don't, know, I don't know if you know any pro a- hockey athletes out here we have a couple and you hear the stories of it's like what they're treated like when, when they get in it's like okay here's the guy who's going to teach you how to speak here's the person who's looking after your money here's the person blah 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 you're, you're gonna sit down you're gonna watch this tape every day from three to four you're gonna practice from this that. it's so it's really scheduled and you're a professional athlete right and, mm-hmm. and that's the, the repercussions come from that hard work and, and it's like you say you know it's the hard work man it's the first yeah. for sure and, it,
2: and it's it's a real good feeling when you're you know you're in the plate camp you're grinding on the days you have to, and you have like a system. You come back, you're like, Okay, I gotta do a nice bath after today. I gotta, you know, I gotta have my like massage gun, I gotta get this checked out. And you have a whole system that you do yeah. it, so it consumes your life when you're in it. But I get a rush off that, I feel good off it, right? Yeah. So,
0: yeah, well, it's either consumes your life or you know, the repercussions yeah. can suck, yeah, that too, right? So, it's important at the end of the day, if you're fighting, if you're not looking after that one percent advantage than that person across the cage is yeah so it's it's we're in it we're in the fight game so speaking of which uh one thing i wanted to cover other than the nutrition uh with ibby is is the like you again you spent time you a lot of time at Tristar in montreal uh but also in thailand uh you know like we said earlier about getting all those different looks what what was something that was a big thing from you know not just getting uh from thailand but also why did you go. Oh.
2: Yeah, I went, I went specifically for training. That was my main purpose. I went out there and I just wanted to experience that little lifestyle, of like training somewhere like tropical and be on the train every day and just do like, it was my first real trip sort of that I went on and I planned it. I was thinking about it for years and I finally did it. And I was so happy I did it because the guys out there are amazing, very good people. The Hickman brothers run the MMA program out there and they've been putting out champions now. Like since from when I first went there now, yeah. there's like three guys that have belts out of that gym now. <laughs> so it they're is. doing something right there. Yeah. So it's uh and it's like uh, you go there and there's so many people go through that gym. Like you get in on the MMA days there and there's like they can't have everybody spar at the same time because there's so many people you have to have like certain yeah, weight absolutely. classes on and when that runs down. The other weight classes go on
0: beautiful. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's a, it's, so uh, nice. it, it's a good gym, good gym, good people. And I would definitely go back there. And I'd recommend if anybody ever wants to try a travel trip training recommendation, if you want to go somewhere tropical tiger, Muay Thai in Thailand, amazing, or in Montreal. And then that's still one of the till this day is still yeah. one of the best gyms in the world.
0: The The, the high level there is amazing. It really is. It's a, like I have inspired there obviously, but I've been there and I've rolled and experienced it. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It, it for sure is TriStar. And now back, back in the day, we did a lot of uh, submission only events called Sub Series Pro. And we had a ton of those guys like Taza and Ethan and uh, well, I guess Jonathan Goulet. Uh, I don't know who else came from TriStar. Um, I think that was it at one point, but like, you know what, obviously you know what Taza and, and Ethan are, are doing on the jujitsu jitsu circuit so yeah. but the, the the between that the mma is ridiculous there right eh? like it yeah it, big sparring rounds for a lot of people go there for the for the open like, oh
2: yeah the you know what and the guys there it's just it's it's like it's fun because you're sparring and you're like hanging out with your buddies nice. and if you like to train hard and you're a good person you'll you fit right in there it's it's nice. it's just the way the gym is so what it's, it's about that's what yeah and well you know this is from a Sparring round. that compliments of Kevin Lee. Sort of knocked that one out. So. Oh,
0: wonderful. Wonderful.
2: Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I haven't had a chance to get it fixed yet. I was, uh, everything was closed, but uh, hopefully it'll be
0: uh, fixed soon. So I'm not looking like the toothless guy here. <laughs> Kevin Lee. Kevin Lee. I hope he's, he actually had surgery too. I think too. Just yeah. The, yeah, yeah. He's that. he's
2: a he's a good sparring partner. There's. There's a lot of guys out there, and the, my last cap was probably the toughest cap I ever did. And it was for me, I think I overtrained a little bit because yeah. I, I enjoy training and that's yeah. my my problem is sometimes I go do too much. I do too much. Makes sense. So and then a few adjustments I have to make too, right? For the next one. But it's it's all worked out now. I've been with, working with Dennis and we the next fight, I'm, oh, I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking nice. forward to it.
0: Nice. Yeah, that's it's uh, that's a thing, I guess. At the end of the day, you you can win, lose, or learn. Yeah, you know. Yeah so every uh, two people go in and one person has to lose it's just the way Mm -hmm. it is you know so there's no other person to put that fault on there's no other you look at Kelvin last night who lost with a a heel hook yeah yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow and that heel hook wasn't even in deep yeah it wasn't like you know
2: reaction probably he's probably beating himself up up a little bit about that's
0: what i'm saying right like that's a hard pill to swallow for like a really high level fighter and it's who's coming off another hard loss too, but yeah. at the end of the day, like Jesus, who who who's anybody to question you?
2: No, yeah, you know, know like, he's he's competing at the highest level. He should, you should just get back in there and that's, that's it. That's all I'm going to do is just keep getting back in there and keep improving. And uh, good for you. It, it was you know I've been working the last few years. I've been really working on my style a bit more because uh i had issues when i was in an amateur i used to just go in there and go a little too hard all the time so i really worked on my breathing really been focused on my breathing because there's a certain technique in mma with breathing breathing is so important if you have if you're focused on your breathing and all the guy high guys know everybody should know this does MMA, and it, the thing is, for me, is I always tried to work on being relaxed, right? Relaxed, and that's the one problem. My last fight a little bit, a little too relaxed, a little yeah. too. Now I gotta like pick it up a little notch. So that's like, <laughs> that's like, that's like my little. Uh, that's something I've been working on. Like I'm good now. I'm relaxed now. I'm like, you know, you focus on one thing too much. Sometimes too much happens. So yeah, find and, that balance.
0: I guess you know. Yeah. Like the like you said, like there's so much time left for you. You know, like it's at the end of the day, like you probably got quite a few fights left in you. And
2: oh yeah, I got. I've never had a concussion. I, like I've never had. Like I broke my hand in a fight once. That's it. I've never had any bad real injuries. I've been very lucky. Yeah. My body's been treating me very well, but I treat my body well. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna go as long as I can. I'm not gonna stop unless that my body tells me I need to stop. But I'm, I don't think it's gonna be for a while. <laughs>
0: Good for you. Good for you. Well, uh, another thing I wanted to ask you about, like a kind of segue from fighting. You know, like I said, uh, you're involved. You look like one of these people who really kind of like adventure things. And mm-hmm. you know, and when I consider adventure, I guess maybe it's just motorbikes. I don't know. Oh, but, yeah. but I, yeah. I know you're super involved with the motorbikes and. Yeah, like, uh, you, you couldn't live in a more beautiful province for for that kind of stuff. I, I see some of your posts, and I'm very, very jealous. Yeah,
2: yeah the uh, I worked when I was in my amateur career. I worked my ass off. Full, I was working full time plus fighting full time, and I went to school, got up my uh, red seal journeyman, and I was. Uh, I eventually started running big contracting jobs. Good for you! Wow. And and, and then, you know, I bought. I ended up buying a place, so I, I forced myself to have in certain investments. Smart. and and then i uh when i wanted to do pro i obviously quit everything and and my my uh girlfriend obviously helps with that too and then uh that's why i bought a harley i had was a was a treat to myself and i worked my ass off for like over 10 12 years i bought myself a harley and i've been enjoying it every day this summer going around riding every day got a bunch of buddies i was the last guy in my my friends to get one. So
1: I I see
0: your crew that you guys kind of like just ride around with and just, yeah, it's a wonderful thing, you know, especially in martial arts, martial arts as in a fighter, the shit can consume you. Yeah. Really consume your whole life and getting out and being social and being, doing stuff outside the gym, getting outside, you know, it's a really important thing.
2: It took me a long time to figure out that balance. I used to be, I had a lot like my earlier career. I used to just, MMA, all focused. I, uh, friends would ask me to do stuff, I'd be like I can't. I'm busy. Yeah. It's it consume me, and you know, it's sometimes when you do that too much, it, it takes the fun out of it a little bit. So, uh, it, it after a while, I had to learn how to balance, balance, and everything. You know, everything needs balance. And now I'm I'm starting to feel at a pretty good, pretty good uh, balance now. I got to make sure yeah, I do fun stuff sometimes, and I still train every day. So it's like, yeah,
0: you know. <laughs> it's, yeah it's 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 so important. It's like yeah. at the end of the day, if you if if you're not doing something to to make you enjoy life, it's it's a I I struggle with that a lot with this emotion yeah. kind of shit like it letting it consume me and and I've, in the last probably like I don't know probably two years I've really gotten better at it like just kind of walking away yeah. and being, I don't I don't give a shit if you like me or not yeah I mean, yeah that kind of thing right like the, you just can't let it bother you
2: I've had so many people over the years the you know the the naysayers you know the naysayers everybody knows the naysayers especially because oh, right. I'm Cause I'm older, right? I'm yeah. Like, oh, oh, big oh, time. Oh, you're still doing this? Oh, oh, you, oh, you, you know, you, you lost quite a bit fights. Oh, you know, I have all this, you know, and it's usually the people I know. A lot of the people I know that are like that, are people that used to do martial arts and they're my age and they sort of quit. So yeah. they're
0: like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sort of a little, quit. A little bit a little of like, jealousy okay. there, I think. Yeah. Possibly. I,
2: still, I try not mm-hmm. to listen to those people. No one yeah. should ever listen to those. If you have a path and you want to do it and it makes you happy,
0: do it. Couldn't Do anymore. At the end yeah? of the day, it's like we're like. We're, you sit there and you stress over certain things and look at, look what's going on right now. with, with yeah. COVID. Like you can't predict anything. You can't like legit predict anything. So you really shouldn't enjoy life. Like it is your last, like mm-hmm. do things like you do, like get out there and live your life. And, you know, and especially for you, you know, I'm always amazed at people who, who had that attitude after having so many goddamn canceled fights in their career. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: like,
0: you've had a really kind of rough go with that. Like, Uh, yeah
2: you know what it happens like yeah it's my last flight prospect i think i had like two like two training camps before i got that flight trying to find one but you know what i'm sort of getting used to it but i think i have a feeling is as i get a little more flights it might be a little better a little easier i'm hoping i'm praying that that'll be but uh i'm at i'm i'm hungry so if i can't find a flight i hustle to find myself a flight like i will hustle i'll get my management team to hustle for me i'll get like i'll go out there and i'll keep trying like i'll be like i'll I'm at the point where I'm like, I'll fly myself to where your event is and fight.
0: (laughs) I'll tell you, like, so we probably have like our registration, like, of fighters is probably 300 right now. Yeah, like of people who are looking to fight, and I would say at least 50 to 100 of them are pros who want will get here for free if we can put on an event to fight because people want opportunities, and if you can put on a really good platform you know, but it's, it's one of those hard mix. Like, yeah, I also, I think about it a lot, like with this whole fighter pay thing, because I think about that and I'm like fighting for free is not doing good for anybody, <laughs> Yeah, you know, but it's also like, cause there's like us as a promotion, we'd never be like, yeah, you're fighting for free, which yeah. is, or whatever cheap. We just couldn't do that. But, you know, it's. I'm sure there are people that would. You
2: know? Oh yeah, like for me, if if all I cared about was the money, I I would have gave up a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you want to build your your brand you want to build you uh, yourself up that's why so many fighters are devoted to do that right yeah. i'm yeah. assuming i'm assuming they are that no, it is.
0: i think you know everybody wants that shot they want to get to that level of you know and there's only so many opportunities in the country let alone in your province right yeah. and if you like uh, we had a promoters roundtable last week with jamie champion from prospect lee mean yeah, he's a good and guy great guys like lee mean from rumble and then adam lorenz and from modern FC in Saskatoon and just kind of, it would be nice if every promoter can kind of work together and, and make like a, like an, that's a, it's goddamn impossible. It's never going to happen, but it, you never know. Yeah. but it's If you can make like an actual schedule where fighters could be like, okay, in January I'm fighting here in March, I'm fighting here in June, I'm fighting here. You know, like if you like the PFL has a really, I always think about this like a fighter, if like even in the UFC could do it, if you had like zero to four fights, your first contract is like a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, or whatever it happens to be. And you get four, you get a hundred thousand dollars a year, you fight four times in the year, yeah, after, after, or whatever.
2: They're at a point now where all this, you know, with the COVID stuff, they need to start figuring something out because all the small guys like you guys that had, you know, work off of having the events, having people there, yeah. it's we're in for like something where it's going to be different now. We got to figure. Yeah. Got to figure something out, like, yeah. you know, yeah. I would. I, 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 I'm I, hoping that it'll get back, but who knows what's going to happen? Even who knows? Dude,
0: that's a thing. Like, we it's have kind of other ideas that we're looking at to get around it if we're not allowed to put on fights. Yeah, um, there's something else we're, we're thinking about, but it's, it's, uh, yeah. I don't want to get into it too much, but yeah, no, no, that's just,
2: we'll be here all day talking
0: about that. it <laughs> like, for somebody to negate you to run your business is. Is a frustrating thing, but at the end of the day, it's it. You know, they're the the government, and they're regulated for yeah. a reason to yeah. for safety, right? So they they know better than us. We're just a bunch of meatheads trying to put on a fight. And, you
2: know, <laughs> one thing I did notice, you know, you know, being Canadian is when this whole stuff hit, you got to be happy that you're Canadian, seeing
0: how we got t- taken care of. Man, I'm blown away. Actually, like I have nothing bad to say about the government in one way, shape, or another. Like I think not an easy position to be in. no no really tough position to be in here and in nova scotia here we've had another really you know we had a tragedy in march you know the the mass shooting here that happened yeah with that and then the like the helicopter that crashed like it's just been a terrible year for our country like out in the maritimes we've like now nova scotia i think we've had like one case in the last probably like three weeks that's good. good. So people are listening. People are doing yeah. what like you say, doing their part. You know, like no one's mm-hmm. fighting and being an asshole to one another. And Yeah. Like if I have to wear a mask, I'll wear a mask to go to the grocery store, right? So
2: yeah. do, what, do what you need to do.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right, man. Well, uh, before I let you go, uh, first of all, I want to thank you so much for it's, Uh I've been meaning to ta- talk to you and chat with you for a while, and uh, hopefully we can get you on a future card. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Yeah. We're it's on a uh, show. The East coast, baby. We'll get you, you know, for, for anybody who's, you know, what's a a moment, you know, I ask everybody what's like advice for young kids or, but what, like, what's, what's something for you that's like a memorable moment, like that really kind of drives you every day where you're like, I love this. This is why I do this.
2: For me it was, I was actually struggling with that for a bit, you know, and then when this whole COVID thing hit, when everything was taken away from me is what really showed me why I love it. Why I do this. I love the, I love just the lifestyle. I love, I love being in shape. I love uh, training with all, with all your buddies. I love, I love mm-hmm. just everything about it. And for a young person, it's probably one of the best things for you. I think every parent should get their kid into some sort of martial arts. It just teaches you like it's, it, there's a point in my life where I was going one direction. And I always will remember this point, it's a crossroads. Everybody hits crossroads where they decided to go one way, it would change their whole life. I decided to go this way, it changed my life. So I always remember when I first started martial arts, it's gonna be a crossroad in my whole yeah. life that I'll always never forget. And the same thing could be for you know parents out there to get their kids into it. Like it's, it's, it just teaches them so many things you can use in regular life. You don't have to be a high pro athlete to be happy doing martial arts. Everything, it's just, it helps me with so many other life stuff. It, it may it i couldn't imagine myself being not being doing any martial arts even when i'm done fighting i'm going to be doing it for life i'm not just like done fighting then done martial arts it's it's in me now forever
0: so yeah. very very well said and I, I couldn't agree more as you were talking i was thinking about the Stuart cooper video like oh. <laughs> martial arts jitsu, it's your way of life and it's very true once it's in you it's in you you know and yeah. it's it's like your friends become friends of like people who you train with and those friends of friends and it's it's hard to kind of think of life doing anything else, man. So it's, I love hearing that uh, there, there's nothing better in life than someone who's happy. Yeah, And, uh, you know, you can tell that a lot from your social media, the way you can uh, handle yourself. And, uh, you know, I think that's an incredible thing that young fighters should also look up to, you know, and be that role model, be that good person. And, uh, you know, be positive. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we have one goddamn life to live. So enjoy yeah. it and, and be, be kind to one another. Right. So, mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Where can everybody find you online, Bryce?
2: Uh, Bryce Goujon, uh, MMA. Nice. Underscore MMA. Bryce Goujon, underscore MMA. <laughs> Bryce Goujon,
0: underscore MMA. And what yeah. about uh, uh, any shout-outs you want to give out to uh, just
2: Just, uh, you know, the guys in uh, my, my coach, Dennis, uh, my wrestling coach, Nick. He's been with me in the beginning. Uh, Ibby, my conditioning coach. Um, all the guys in Montreal, for us, Sandro, uh, you know, Kajan, um, you know, all, all my team, even everybody that's helped me, I, was, nice. I could I could shout out all day for the people that yeah. I appreciate.
0: <laughs> no, worries. well, it gets hard throughout the whole the whole fifteen years or how or however long you've been training. You know, it's it gets hard to who's helped you, but uh, lots of love from the East Coast here, man, and, and hopefully Thanks, we'll uh, we'll chat. I, I'm sure very very soon, but uh, hopefully we'll get you on a card. Stay soon. Awesome. Talk Thanks, soon. man. All right, bye. Bye-bye. There you go, guys. Bryce Goujon. I'm having trouble with my words tonight, folks. It's been like 10 days since I've done a podcast. I'm not spitting them out right. They're coming out like one word off at a time. But, you know, what can you do? CTV is not calling just yet. Anyway, folks, that's episode 87 brought to you by our friends at Maritime Madness. Check them out at MaritimeMadness.com. Use the code FLA10. Save 10%, get free shipping anywhere in Canada. Over $35, over 30 different sauces to choose from. Get Sauced today. How was that? That was pretty good. Good job, Derek. All right, folks. Episode 87 in the books. We'll be back tomorrow night with episode 88. We have uh, three or four episodes lined up this week. And, uh, yeah, we have the Female Roundtable, take over Sunday night, hosted by Christine Royal Fader. Sunday night should be interesting, uh, hosting it with a few of the girls uh, from the maritime scene in the, the community, which should be really excited about that one. So, anyway, we'll catch up with you then, folks. Thanks for tuning in. As always, subscribe on the YouTube pages, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you get your beautiful podcasts. Enjoy listening, and we'll see you tomorrow, if you can be anything in this world be kind peace thanks for watching remember to hit that subscribe button and make sure to check out our apparel page on sale now until july 13th as always thanks to our friends we'll see you tomorrow